There's no community on Instagram. Creeps. It's all about creeps <laughs> and self-promotion. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. This is Van Color. My name is Mo Amir, and today on This is Van Color, I am joined by a stand-up comedian, a rising star here in this city, and now the youngest guest to grace the podcast. Sorry, Sophie Buttle, you no longer claim ownership to that crown. You may know her from SiriusXM's top comic competition. She also appeared on the Just for Laughs Northwest Festival, where she was featured on the Best of the West compilation album with fellow This is Van Color alumni including the aforementioned Sophie Buttle and Julie Kim. She also has a podcast aptly titled I F'd Up with Andrea Jin. I'm going to try not to F up with her today. She is the lovely Andrea Jin. Andrea, how Hi. are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. Good. Happy New Year. Happy. Wow. Yeah. That's... We've been planning this for like a year I know. for you to come on. That's and now crazy. you're here. <laughs> yeah. In a new decade. How does it feel? It's about the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I just wrote 2014 on that paper that you gave yeah, me. Yeah, you're living real far back <laughs> in the past. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie. You, how old were you in 2014? You must be a teenager. Uh, what is that? What was that? Like one, two, three, four, five, six, six years ago? Yeah. I was 18. Wow. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was in university. No, I wasn't. I was in high school. Were you imagining 2020 at that age? Were you thinking about like, oh man, 2020 is going to be off the hook? No, I, I was like, that's not a real number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're lying. <laughs> when I was young and I was growing up, I was so I was 15. No, I was 14 when 2000 happened. Okay. So I remember thinking like, oh, 2000, it's going to be crazy. Right. And now looking back at it, it was like, Oh, man, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think the world was going to end, though? I never thought that. Okay. No. Okay. Because wasn't that a thing? Like, Oh, Y2K was definitely a thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. You must have been like two at that age. But yeah. Y2K was a big fear. Wow. But everyone, like even my mom was like, oh, the computer's going to stop working. So I literally went into our computer and changed the date to whatever, 2000. Yeah. And I'm like, it's still working. Well, you it's have fine. to change the date? Well, the... <laughs> wow, you are... Okay, I'm really aging myself. The, the problem with the, the 2000 or the Y2K bug, the idea was all the dates were written 19 blank blank. Oh, okay. So everyone was like, 1999, like, what's it going to do? Because the 19 is a fixed number in all these computer systems. Oh. So will it go to 1900? Will it erase all this data? What's going to happen? Are planes going to fall out of <laughs> the sky? Everything's going to, yeah, die. That was the big worry. But I think all these big technology companies were like, no, we'll just we'll just fix how the dates work. Yeah, we'll just like change it. Yeah, like normal. Well, yeah. <laughs> Backspace, add a new date. We had to put nineteen on there so we can put twenty now. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've never had to explain that to someone, which is oh, kind of crazy no. to me. <laughs> In my day, let yeah. me tell you about the big Y two K scare. Yeah, you're. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I was four, so yeah. I, I had no idea what anything was. But now you're an adult, 2020. Mm. 
What a, what a way to start 2020. A whole continent's on fire. Oh, no. Yeah. We're on the precipice of World War III. Yeah. Trudeau's got this, like, beard thing going on. Oh. Does it, I've never seen it. Yeah. Does it look good? I think I saw a picture of it. And I thought I think I thought that was that's a good movie. Well, we all we all know that he dyes his hair now. Oh, oh yeah, because it's all so gray, right? Yeah, yeah I saw a stubble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with all this stuff going on in the world, I feel like it's a great opportunity to look inward. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. How many New Year's resolutions have you broken so far? Um, none. None. No. Do you have any? Uh, sleeping in late, <laughs> I did today. Oops. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I'm trying to wake up early to do more stuff. But yesterday I did that. I had a phone interview at like 7 a.m. And then uh, so I woke up at 5 because I'm nice. someone where if um, I have something in the morning, I have to I just get anxious about it and then I'll wake up way earlier. Mm. And so I did that. And then I woke up, went to a coffee shop, wrote down some goals of this year and then went home and took a four hour nap. So it didn't. <laughs> It just read. It just undid so wait, my waking up. So waking up early is one of your goals. Yeah. Effectively? Yeah. And then like how early? I don't know. Eight a.m. That's early to you. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> You're shaming me. <laughs> I thought you were like, I want to get up at five thirty so I can have the six a.m. class at the gym or whatever. Oh I don't god. know. That's five a.m. is insane. Wow. No. Eight. You know how? Okay. I don't want to tell you, but <laughs> you're, you're gonna you're gonna have to. Now. I've been waking up at like noon for like the last four months. Wow. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm just sleeping at like three a.m. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you just generally like a night owl? Yeah, because of shows, I'll do shows oh, every yeah, night basically, and then I go home and I eat, and then I just like watch some bullshit for like five hours sure mm-hmm. yeah which is a habit i'm trying to break what else is on your resolution list it sounds like you have a few goals yeah but they're all insane they're all just like uh, be confident uh don't waking up at <laughs> 8 a.m is not insane okay. to be very clear i'm <laughs> <laughs> um, reading more okay yeah uh be being confident and, oh. and be more you're on stage all the time i figured you would be yeah but my stage presence is pretty like it's pretty mousy Mm, yeah and I don't like it I don't like it yeah Uh, that's what happened when I did Toronto for Top Comic Mm -hmm. where I noticed that I kind of I I get really tight and tense when I am nervous Hmm. and my normal is like pretty low energy and mousy already yeah so when I get nervous it's even worse and so I need to work on just being bigger. My mom gave me advice recently about my stand-up, and she's usually, like, really mean. Um, but <laughs> but since I turned 24, she's been, like, super nice to me for some oh. reason. I don't know what's going on, but she saw me at one of my shows, like, in December. She didn't say anything after the show, drove home in silence, and I was very mad at her. And then, but then, uh, two weeks later, she took me out for a lunch for my birthday and was like, okay, so I have some stuff to say about your stand-up. Oh, like she was compiling notes and now she's digested it and is ready to give you feedback. Exactly. I love that. But in a sensitive way, in a way where to not hurt my feelings, which is something that she's never considered before. Yeah. Yeah, like back when I used to live with her, she like if I was 
slouching, she would be like, you look like a cave person. And she would just say that. And she would be like, every time I look at you, it reminds me to stop looking like a cave person and to straighten Whoa. my back. Yeah. So that was her. So she would add in the correction at the end. Like saying that you look like a cave person doesn't mean it's it's different than saying, hey, don't slouch. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least saying don't slouch, you like know what you're not doing correctly. And I would be more happy to do it. Yeah. But her being like, you look like a cave person. I'd be like, fine, I'll be a cave person. (laughs) What is a a cave person? I don't know. (laughs) Like someone who's, you know those pictures of cave people where they have the clubs and they're wearing the, you know, their Oh, we're talking like Neanderthal. Yeah. Caveman time. Caveman time. And in all those like drawings of them, they're all slouched. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what my mom is referring to. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> so this constructive feedback she was giving you after two weeks of consideration, no insults. Uh, yeah, I was very, I was very shocked um, because she was like, "Okay, you need to project more. You're running out of breath when you're talking. Whoa. You need to work on your diaphragm, your breathing. That's what singers do. And you need to take classes on maybe acting or something to work on your like." flair and she said so many things and then excuse me and then she like um she and then i was like how come it took you so long to tell me and she was like i was trying to consider your feelings oh that's nice and i was shocked i was like what the fuck like who is this person who yeah but i love that i love that she's giving you this constructive criticism and she's taking into account your feelings yeah it's a very new thing for her so and What's her relationship with comedy? Like, is she being a fan? Has she done comedy herself? No. Or is she just kind of looking at others and maybe piecing together what what she, she thinks has, you need? Yeah, so she has no idea what it is. Like, she doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> no clue. Like, yeah. like she, she doesn't even speak English, really. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is all in Mandarin that we're saying this. But also, uh, she went to acting school oh, okay. when she was younger. That's why. So performance. She mm-hmm. understands that aspect. Yeah, that's why she had so much to say about uh, the way. And she was like, okay, listen to how I talk. I am talking with my diaphragm and I'm much louder than you and I'm much more confident and that's why I can out-argue you every time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been here for 24 years and we've I've, you've out-argued me every time. Yeah, that's why, because she's talking from her diaphragm. Yeah, and I didn't know that. She told me the secret and so now Oof. I'm going to work on my diaphragm so I can beat her in fights. I don't even care about stand-up anymore. <laughs> Because I didn't know that was her secret. I didn't know that yeah. was like her thing, her move. That's a good one to know. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I I love. No, I I truly love that, and it's interesting because we obviously in our pursuits we all have room to grow and improve. But one interesting thing that I do want to tell you is that last year I asked three different comics who I consider my friends, like. Who's the hot comic in Vancouver right now? Who's the one to watch? And I asked Colin Sharp, and I asked Ivan Decker, and I asked Katie Allen Humphreys. Wow. And their first answer was Andrea Jen. Oh, my God. Crazy, right? That's so nice. And I was like, I got to meet and see this Andrea Jen that oh. everyone's talking about. So clearly you've been on a, a good streak, yeah. I feel like. And I, yeah. Yeah. I'm very lucky, and um, but I'm working really hard, mm-hmm. and... And, uh, well, you can't. 
I mean, you're doing well, but don't be like, I've plateaued, I'm done, I'm done, I've figured out this comedy thing. It's a, it's a continuous process of with course. anything, right? It's always like you're trying to get better, you're trying to get better. And then um, that's what my mom said, actually. She was like, I want you to keep getting better. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to plateau. Yeah. I didn't even know she knew what that is. Yeah, she's surprised. She used the word me. plateau? She said, she said everything in Chinese and then she said plateau. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Chinese word for plateau? No, there is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she really it. wanted to emphasize that point. Right? She learned that word only. I yeah. love it. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's really sweet of them. Um, but yeah, I'm working working really hard to try and get better and try and be like them. And yeah, you know. Well, you you certainly don't have a shortage of gigs. I heard that you did a corporate gig at a Chinese tofu company oh recently. Yeah, this, that would be like the equivalent of me having to interview Vikram Vidge. Like, I just feel like there would be so much cultural pressure to bring my A-game okay. to that. How yeah. did it go? That was insane. Like insane? It was, it was like, cra- it was crazy. So, you know when you just, it's something that's close to me, right? Because just my Asian identity, like, it's hard to find Asian faces and stand up that much like role model wise sure. and, and so i and also i'm hanging out with like mostly white people or yeah other races not asian and um and uh people that go to comedy shows in vancouver are also generally white sure. like mostly yeah. <laughs> and so i never played to like a majority asian crowd before oh okay and i thought okay i want them to like me i'm very nervous that they won't were you the only comedian it was uh i was doing it with julie kim actually oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. and we went and uh <laughs> it was so much a birthday birthday party and yeah. no one knew we were gonna be there except for the the birthday guy and the and his wife okay and then he was like okay we're gonna do this thing where we're gonna pretend we just took you from the hallway and i'm like what so you're not gonna introduce me as a comedian (laughs) and he was like yeah we're just gonna pretend you're like a random person off the street and i was like what oh uh okay whatever i guess like were they doing this with both you and julie just me because i'm bringing up Julie. So I would be the first comedian because oh, okay, I'm like, gotcha. I'm like yeah. opening for Julie technically. Sure. And so I, so I was like, okay, you're paying us. I'll do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then so, so his son was doing some, uh, a monologue about just very inside jokes about his family. And then he was like, okay, we're going to get someone from the hallway who, yeah. And then, and then I thought he was going to come get me. But he didn't. He would just like come in, <laughs> and then I like ran to the podium. I'm and... failing to understand the <laughs> gag here. Like, what's the joke? <laughs> I didn't get it either. No one did. No yeah. one. <laughs> they should have thought this out. Was there a joke? They, sh- they should have had a script. Yeah, there was no. No one got the joke. Everyone was like, "What, what is, is happening? going on?" And then, so you're not even properly ad- introduced. I'm not properly introduced. No, <laughs> he didn't say my name or who I am or what I I've done ever. Which what. Whatever, but just nothing about me. I'm just this stranger that walked into their <laughs> private party yeah. to speak to everyone now. Yeah, yeah. And then, I love that. yeah. And so I'm like, hi. And then everyone's very confused. And I was like, do you guys know who I am? <laughs> They're like, no. And then I had to be like, I'm a comedian and I do this professionally. And everyone's like, do you? Like, you know, it's, it's a very skeptical kind of vibe. Well, that's an awkward way to start a set. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and I had to get them to trust me. I was like, yeah, no, really, I'm very, I'm really funny, like. <laughs> and then uh, I had to just ease myself in, and and uh, but most people they were very confused. Yeah, I want to say, and the sound kept cutting in and out. The mic kept not working, and then um, I was sitting next to the grandparents' table, and they were all falling asleep, like falling into a deep sleep <laughs> next to me, and, and then everyone else didn't understand because I, I was being quirky. I guess I was being too quirky, and my best jokes were that I wanted, I was gonna. Marry this guy's son because they're rich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest. And then I just basically just um, sold my. I just I sold out. Yeah. Well, it's money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> was it at the tofu facility or was it at a different venue? It was at like a private club. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. they're very rich. Oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Is this like a legit? Chinese tofu, yeah, or big. is this fusion? Legit, they're legit. They're legit. Yeah, they're like they're like vidge. Yeah. No, vidge is not legit. Oh no. He is a a talent in the kitchen. He's a, you know, his culinary prowess off the charts. He's an amazing businessman. Mm-hmm. But in terms of his cuisine that he's serving at vidges, that's not like Indian food that you'll get in right. India. It's, it's gourmet. Like yeah, it's, it's like this. It's fusion, technically, and Mm. he makes it in a way that he can overprice it and sell it to white people. (laughs) Which is smart. (laughs) Which is smart, yeah. yeah. I'm not not taking away from the guy. It's just that that's not... What you'll find at Vidge's, you won't really get at Indian restaurants, but it's like the same flavors and stuff. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, I understand. Do you like um, authentic or do you like... Like, personally? I just like food in general. So I don't okay. judge. So Vidges is great. Mm, oh, yeah, I, I assume so. I would just yeah. keep that in, like, the fusion category. Right. But. They're legitimate tofu. E- oh, yeah. These guys. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, they sell it. Like, they're, they're not a restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, like, mass produce. Yeah. They yeah. produce it here. Have, like, most places. Whoa. They're, they're big time. Yeah. yeah, and so I was. Very, I was like, "Please, can I marry your son?" You know, <laughs> and but uh, is tofu the same everywhere in China, or is it different? Do different <laughs> regions have like different types of tofu? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's like stinky tofu, right? That <laughs> you know, yeah, that people prepare. There's yeah. regular tofu is like rice, where yeah. people use it a variety of ways. Sure. But rice is definitely more popular. Yeah, tofu is like a like a like a little indie thing, like that. No, it's not indie. It's like this like a little niche thing that uh, people do. I've been eating a lot of tofu lately because really? I, I went vegan at home. When I go out, I'll eat whatever. But at home, in terms of what I'm preparing, mm. all vegan. So I've been eating a lot of tofu and I've been experimenting with the firm, medium, and soft. Let's try to figure out which one I like. Right. I have no idea. I don't even know if I'm making it right. Yeah. I just know it absorbs sauce. <laughs> like that's It the, does. That's the only thing I know about it. And it's easy to make. You batch cook it, and then you throw it on some like vegetables afterwards. I love that. Fine. Okay, when do you start cooking at home? Because I haven't yet. What age? What age? <laughs> yeah. At what age do you start cooking at home? <laughs> I started cooking at home as soon as I moved out of the house, which was twenty six. Oh man, I moved out already. I'm not cooking. <sighs> you have roommates? 
Yeah, and they, they won't cook for me. <laughs> I'm mad. They sound like the worst roommates ever. I know. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'll, they'll be cooking. I'll be like, what are you making? And they're like, chicken. I'm like, okay, I'll be here from four to eight. And they won't make it for you? <laughs> no. Are you coming no. in with any dietary restrictions where you're like, I'm no. celiac? Okay. No. So you have no restrictions. You'll eat whatever. Yeah. They I'll won't even anything. cook for you. No, because they're selfish. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hope they listen to all your podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, me too. I make them. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's why they don't make you food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why. Um, but yeah, no, I, what I do, I just like eat scraps in the fridge. And I eat English muffins that I heat up. Yeah. I just got a toaster oven, so... You should, <laughs> you should rethink some of your resolutions for 2020. I know. <laughs> Wake up at 8 a.m. super early, yeah. take a four-hour nap, and then... <laughs> and Maybe then... Learn, learn some life skills, like <laughs> cooking. <laughs> yeah. Oops. You know. I suck in the kitchen, too, so... It's okay. It's whatever. No, you're cooking with tofu. That's, like, expert level. It's not expert level. Oh, it's okay. so basic. Stop being humble. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I'm making tofu like from scratch. Yeah. It's it's it comes in those containers and then you just put it in a pan and throw sauce on it. Like, that's so much stuff. That's so much you're two saying. Things. That's so many things. This is what I do. I put I take the English muffin out of the bag, yeah. I put it in my toaster oven, it dings, and then I eat it. You don't even put anything on it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I put I put butter on top to melt and mm. then I eat it. Okay. I don't want dishes or knives. Oh, you're eating over the sink. Yeah. Yeah, that's a game that I used to run for a long time throughout <laughs> my 20s. Yeah. Eating over the sink. <sighs> yeah, I yeah. <laughs> it's I'm very good at it and sometimes I use paper or paper towels and yeah. Yeah. So, has your mother seen your living situation and your day-to-day -day routine? Yeah, I just lie to her. Because, like, before that, she would see it and she would, was horrified and she just thought that I wasn't eating enough and stuff. And it doesn't sound like you are, to be fair. No, I'm eating, like... You said you're, you're just eating scraps. Okay, yes, but I <laughs> eat a lot of burgers when I'm out of the house. So healthy. I, Amazing. <laughs> I, hey, it's A&W, so... It's better. Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't realize that <laughs> it's the best they were one. the health burger, it's that a... they were health food now. Hey, it is, okay? They work very hard to market themselves as a health fast food. <laughs> is that right? Like, kind of. They do, like, no antibiotics. Oh, like, that's good. They do the real cheddar, you know, and all that stuff. What is I... real cheddar? What was fake cheddar? I, I thought fake cheddar was the vegan cheddar that I'm eating. I don't know. I just believe all their advertising. <laughs> I just read, I just like, they put real cheddar on the walls. I'm like, that's good. That's good they're doing that. Wow. I didn't even know what fake cheddar is. They sold you hard on that. <laughs> yeah. I just believe anything anyone ever tells me ever. <laughs> I need to work on being a person. I'm, I'm working really hard at being a comedian, but I feel like as a person, I'm probably 16. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that changes with age because as a person, I still feel like I'm very much early 20s. It's very hard for okay. me to grasp that I'm like way steep in my 30s now. Mm, okay. Yeah. No, you seem put together. Stop trying to like, come on. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. I'm I want to the... go back to this idea of 
fusion. Let's let's change it up. We don't okay, have to okay. talk about how great I am. <laughs> this idea of fusion. I feel like you and I had perhaps similar upbringings in the sense that we came from immigrant yeah. families. And I know that for myself, I felt like I was like straddling these two worlds, like the culture yes. that my parents brought in, but then also the culture that I was now immersed in. And it almost felt duplicitous at times. Mm -hmm. And something I realized probably in my 20s was like, I put on a different voice when I speak Urdu. Like, this oh. is my real voice, but then right. when I'm speaking Urdu, there's like this subservient voice that suddenly I'm like putting on. I'm like, why do I do that? And I don't know why that is. Oh my God. Did you did you have a similar experience where yes. you feel like you had you were living in two worlds? You know what? I didn't notice that about myself until you said that you put on a different voice. Because mm -hmm. my voice when I speak Chinese or when I speak Mandarin is very different right? from when I talk. I'm way more aggressive and Whoa. loud. Oh yeah, because, in Mandarin? Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, oh, cause my whole family were all yelling at each other all the time. Like, and I, and I brought my boyfriend home, uh, and then he was just like, "Why are you guys arguing?" I'm like, "No, we're talking like normal." Yeah. So was your boyfriend Chinese? If you don't mind me asking. No, white? he's yeah, he's Caucasian. Yeah, he's white. So yeah. he's like, uh, he, <laughs> and sometimes I'll get passionate or like at home where I'm talking and I'll be yelling and he'll be like why are you yelling I'm like I'm not yelling you know <laughs> or, or it when whenever we have a fight or something um he is not used to yelling because in his household yeah. it's all very like passive aggressive <laughs> right you know? yeah that's how he grew up and so for me it's just aggressive and so uh that's what I'm used to so he'll be like don't yell. That's like super disrespectful. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, that's how I talk to literally everyone in my house. Yeah. Um, but I do feel that like one foot in, you know, my immigrant identity and the other in uh, Western culture for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting way to grow up, right? I, in some ways, I guess it's good. Like you almost start socializing this awareness mm -hmm. that like, oh, there's different cultures and you have to act different ways in different Situations, situations yeah. which I think is probably useful as opposed to thinking the world is just two-dimensional or whatever. For sure. But I, it, but I think it's hard on kids. Like then, when I think about my childhood, and I'm not playing a victim here, I'm just saying like it's a bit of a challenge. But when you're that young, you can adapt quite quickly. <laughs> That's true. It was. It was really weird because I had no really Asian role models to look up to. And mm. I was so, so obsessed with um, with like entertainment yeah and stand up was watching so much stand up so much comedy and i saw no one like me and that's fine but it just confused me like uh, and and it just made me think okay well that's obviously something i can't do because i'm not like just subconsciously i thought that yeah and so i was like that's not for me that's something for me to watch yeah. and just enjoy and i will take <laughs> my route as you know an asian person and i will go get my business degree you know and that's how i thought for a long time until i yeah until asian people started popping up and 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 it was weird for a little girl too i think because i felt almost not bad to be asian but just like not the correct race, you know what I mean? No, I, I know what you mean, especially in terms of representation. And mm -hmm. I, we've talked about this on the show a couple times, but I think seeing someone that looks like you or looks similar to you is important because you know that that type of person can be in that situation. Mm -hmm. But if you're only seeing 
like in the case of a lot of politics in media, especially for a certain time, white men, yeah. <laughs> then you assume that, oh, a leader has to be a white man yeah. or a spokesperson has to be a white man or whatever. Yeah. And I think it does have a detrimental effect on, yeah. on how you see yourself and how you see what's possible even. Yeah, I had this like weird thing where I didn't want to be Asian, but I was like, okay, I'm Asian and I'll just do the thing, but it's fine. And uh, until, yeah, no, I was seeing a lot of just like white people and black people too in entertainment. In comedy for sure. In yeah, comedy, and, yeah. And in entertainment, yeah. And entertainment. So I was like, okay, you can only be those two if you want to do that. And yeah. for me, it's different. And so, um, yeah, so I had to relearn to love my identity for a long time. Mm. Like, it's, I think especially in the last year. In the last year? Yeah. Because Ali Wong, like Ali, she really made a huge impact on me because hmm. she's so proud to be Asian. She's so proud to be who she is. And I was like, wow, yeah, ah, that's amazing. And I am proud, but I'm just scared to show it because of like the way I grew up and I grew up around. Yeah, it was weird. And so watching her be so proud and I read her book and she mm-hmm. was just like saying how we need to be proud to be who we are. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right, you're right. And so I... Yeah, this last year has been a lot of just like, yeah, because no, you know what? I think a year ago, even my New Year's resolution was uh, try to not write any more Asian jokes. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And do you think that's good or bad? It's horrible. Okay. It's horrible. Because you're not embracing who you are. Exactly. Because gotcha. a year ago, I thought, oh, I'm writing Asian jokes. Like, it's it's cheap. Like, it's tactic. Like, it's gimmicky because mm. I'm Asian. And then... I was like, I did an open mic, and I remember I did an open mic, and uh, I did some just regular jokes, and then someone complimented me on it, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm trying not to do too many Asian jokes this year, and he was like, what? No, you should, like, that's great, like, I love your Asian jokes, and, you know, that's part of who you are, you should do it, and I was like, oh, yeah, interesting, yeah, and that actually maybe. Yeah. I find it's it has to be authentic to you. So if you want to tell racialized Asian jokes, then you should tell them. Mm-hmm. If that's something you don't want to focus on or something that's not like resonating with your core, your yeah. being, then why force yourself because you're the Asian comic, you have to tell Asian yeah. jokes, right? That's a key point there. Authentic to you because I'm not forcefully doing it. I'm not doing like mm. stereotypes. I'm not doing just like hack, you know, just forcing myself to do it. Yeah. But if I have an impulse and it's true to my life and it's honest, I felt ashamed to do it almost. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be different. Even though like in this industry, you do want to be different. I think so. Yeah. Mm. I think anything in the public spotlight, you do want to be unique. And again, it's and it sounds so like Oprah book club or whatever, but <laughs> you do want to be authentic. I think people people can suss those things out. Oh yeah. And people might be able to say, "Oh, you're technically good, but there's just something that's not there. It's not hitting." And when you're able to show your own personality and what you're really passionate about, I think from the little I've seen, it resonates with people. And that's the only way to resonate with people. You can't fake it for very long. No, you can't. So, yeah, I've always been trying to be myself as much as I can, but also holding back the Asian part of me a little mm. bit just because I just of the way I grew up, I was 
ashamed a little bit to be different, but now I'm being told to embrace it, and I have such a great role model to look up to that I'm like, okay, it's good to be who I am, and mm-hmm. I should embrace it and just completely be myself. Which, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because again, going back to that idea of straddling two worlds. Mm-hmm. You're an Asian that grew up here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So just embrace whatever that is to you right. and whatever that but means you know to what? you. You know what? Something sad happened to me recently that I hate. So I go to dim sum a lot and I love going to dim sum. And I went with uh, my friend who's also Asian. And we went and they saw our Asian faces. Okay. And so they gave us menus that had no pictures. And it was all Chinese words on there. And I was like, oh, no. And you're, are you literate in Mandarin? I am, but it's not that great. Okay. You know? And so I was, I was just sitting there with my friend and we were like, what do we do? Because both of us are stupid. Like we in Chinese, like we don't know how to pick. And I didn't want to disappoint like the waiters <laughs> there. You know, I didn't want to servers to know that I'm a fraud. Yeah. Right? That I look like this, but I can't read it. And so I was like, you can... have to turn in your Asian card now. I know. <laughs> and I was so sad. And I was like, can you please? Like I, I made my friend. I was like, you ask them for the pictures. You do it. And then we, it took us like 20 minutes to work up the courage to be like, can we have the pictures? Like we don't know. And so we got the pictures. We were ordering. I felt shame in my whole body and so and we like turned in the pictures our food came and uh i was eating and i kept asking my friend i was like what what sauce is this wait what is this and then and then in that moment i was like oh no i'm not asian (laughs) i don't know if that defines being asian or not it does i mean does it (laughs) yes it does if you can't order dim sum in in chinese if you're not saying thank you and ordering in chinese and you don't know what the sauces are and where things go you're not asian i have a friend that works for the canadian embassy in beijing he is white but he speaks mandarin he had to learn it in oh like my God. two years and he's literate in it so he can order dim sum he's, he's not asian yes he is asian he is asian yeah he's asian <laughs> so he has an asian card he has an asian card he's yeah. more asian than me and i have wow. shame in my heart right now <laughs> yeah i go home to watch a tv with my grandparents and they i can i can listen to mandarin fine yeah I hate even saying that because like that means I can't read it. Anyways, um, so I can listen to it and then on all of their programming that they watch, there are like white people of or like black people and just so many different race of people just speaking Mandarin way better than I do. Oh, yeah. Like, this is Chinese programming? Yeah. like And they have actors of different races speaking Mandarin. not actors like it's usually reality shows or oh, something gotcha. like okay. like like the voice or american idol but but the chinese version oh yeah yeah so they have different judges of like different ethnicities and then hmm. um they yeah and they speak mandarin oh, with crazy. no accent or anything and yeah. they're saying words that i don't know and it makes me feel very bad about myself <laughs> and then i go home and i'm sad <laughs> So speaking of words that people don't know, you sort of alluded to this idea of your parents and uh, maybe your grandparents not knowing English that well. They don't know English at all. At all. Yeah. Even your parents. My mom, she's okay at it, but she's not great. Yeah. Do they understand your 
bits in no, your sets? So they at, don't get the jokes? Not at all. They don't get it at all. <laughs> they came to a show once and uh, forcefully. I didn't want them to. And so they came to a bar who show. Who forced who? Uh, they forced me to take them. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did not want them to come because I was like, you're not going to understand. You're just going to stare at me blankly. And they were like, no, I just want to see what it's about. Yeah, they're proud of you. Yeah, I know. I'm a bitch. But anyways, <laughs> so I, she, they, like, I, we go to the bar show and it's like a whole bar. It's like a, it's like a brewery, yeah. you know? So frequented by just like white people who love beer or just, you know, not. You're not a, willing to say the venue so I can put it in my head? Lupolo. Okay, I don't know what that okay, is. Okay, yeah. It's like a brewery. <laughs> it's like, it's very, they have like 40 different beers, you know? Oh, okay. it's, it's like a craft brewery. Yeah. And so, uh, everyone there was like a beer enthusiast they're all like very they're young they're white they're hipster right yeah. and then this like my fucking my fucking Asian immigrant family walks in sits in the front and like the whole room is uh, lit up it's very bright mm. and um, I I think I'm like maybe fourth on the list of very talented comedians like mm-hmm. they they were so much better than me and um but they were even struggling a little bit with the crowd like the room was kind of weird it was you don't want the whole room to be lit like no. you want to be lit you want everyone else dark mm-hmm. right so then people feel free to like laugh and be themselves and just let loose and have fun yeah but it, the whole room was lit and someone was on a date or something it was kind of a crazy mm. kind of thing and and uh uh people the audience was kind of tight like they weren't giving it up very easily mm. and the comics on the show that were so much better than me they were struggling and then I went on completely bombed I ate shit like that was probably the worst I've ever done Yeah. and then um, my family as soon as I walk on they just laugh at me like the idea oh, no. of me going on stage like they just laugh at the fact that I'm gonna speak in front of all these people now and then my my aunt my mom my cousin gets up to take photos of me and everyone's watching this, and I'm like, "This is my family. Like, what?" And then, yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna then, post that on WeChat. Come I know, on. yeah, WeChat. <laughs> and and then after the set, I was so embarrassed because I bombed. And then, uh, yeah, all the other comics on the show were so great, and my my grandma with her like. She tries to be comforting, but she'll just say like really dumb stuff. Um, <laughs> She'll be like, uh, you'll you'll get there. It's because, you know, you're just not as likable as the... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you'll, yeah, like, there are other people, they looked more likable than you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, nah. Were the other people all white? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was like, all white, and then, uh, yeah, Dino. Dino, oh, Dino yeah. So the people on the show Dino's were. Dino's a beautiful man. Yeah. Uh, Dino, very likable. Uh, Sophie Buttle was on the show. Very likable also. Um, Charlie, Charlie Demers. Yeah. And uh, great show, obviously. Kyle Bottom on the show. Um, so, All yeah. those people, except for Kyle Bottom, have been on this show, which oh, okay. I'm like, very proud of now wow, that you've yeah. listened to those people. They're like the best comedians in the city. Yeah. And so I'm on this show, weirdly. And then, yeah. They I held just, out for you. Yeah, yeah, right. And then, um, and then my grandma's like, "Yeah, they were." And my grandma's <laughs> so honest. She's like, "Yeah, they all were all looked uh, more likable than you." So, yeah, that, that is why you didn't do well. <laughs> so I was going to ask you about 
anti-Asian sentiment in <laughs> Vancouver and in Canada as a whole. Mm-hmm. Sounds like maybe there's some... It all comes from my grandma. grandma. Yeah, <laughs> all the anti-Asian sentiment comes from my grandma, and she is the leader of it. She's leading the charge. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I do feel it for sure. Do you feel it in Vancouver? I do. Yeah, especially more recently. I hmm. feel like with housing prices going up, and then you know the news, like people like think it's Asian people, right? I mean, part of it is, of course, um, but. Uh, yeah, I see a lot of videos pop up online of like angry white ladies just like yeah. calling Asian people names and just being. What's up with these old angry white ladies? <laughs> I don't know. Being so offensive. I know. Like these grandmas are out there <laughs> harassing presumably other grandmas. <laughs> yeah. What is happening? I don't know. It's very upsetting to see. Like whenever I see it, I get this weird feeling where because I know what it is I know it's just hate and I know there's something going like logically I'm like this is an awful situation and this person needs help they're crazy yeah you know but another part of me is like I feel bad about this like she is making me feel bad Mm. you know yeah yeah so it's this weird thing where I know logically that doesn't make sense obviously racism doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. but Another part of me is like, oh, my feelings are hurt, though, you know? Oh, for sure. 100%. How can they not be, right? And I understand that. I think when I was going through high school and then 9-11 happened, Mm -hmm. then everyone started looking at Muslims and just brown people in general a lot differently. And we started to see some of that stuff on the rise. And yeah, of course it hurts because you're like, yes, there are some bad Muslims or brown people right. doing terrible things, but that's like the smallest minority of out of all of us. How can you be so dumb to like paint that broad brush? I know. And we don't do it. We don't do it with white people. No, right? we don't at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's the there's this. I mean, the the U.S. does have this epidemic of like lone shooters going in and like right. going on mass killing sprees, and no one's like, "Oh shit!" Like, be be wary of young white men. <laughs> of young white men, <laughs> you yeah. know. You know what? I think they did a great job of like uh, separating them from regular white people, like because they're like, "Oh, they're mentally ill. Yeah. They're yeah. not." Which they probably stable. are. They are, but yeah. but with like with stuff for other ethnic groups they don't separate at all they're like oh yeah this person was asian this person was brown this person was you know like yeah and it's like uh no they were probably had also mental issues but with like with white lone shooters or whatever they're like oh this person was off their meds like it's not because they're white it's because (laughs) they're you know blah 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 they're off their meds they have had issues in the past blah 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 so they do like a good job of separating making sure they don't taint the white name yeah exactly so you know it's tough yeah so i i I completely sympathize with with what you're going through and it sucks that that's on the rise. I don't know what the numbers are. I also do feel that anti-Asian sentiment is on the rise mm-hmm. here. But what's crazy is when you look at like hate crime statistics in Canada and the US, anti-Semitism still tops them all. And really? You, yeah. Okay. And I thought that was given up a long time Me ago. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, in terms of like hate crime incidents, Anti-Semitism is still like what? the number one in Canada, in the U.S. In Canada? Yeah. I'm shocked. 
Me where? too. Where is this happening? I, I don't, I mean, it depends what we define as, as a hate crime, but inc- it, it includes like just harassment of like wow. calling someone a name or whatever that's like racially Charged, motivated. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So that's still like on the top of the list of everything. Okay. Because yeah, I have encounters like in my day to day where I'm like, okay, that was aggressive for no reason, you mm. know, and way more lately than before. You think it's race related? I do because mm. there's really nothing else that I'm doing. I'm not being rude, like I'm being very normal. Yeah. And then something will just be a problem and uh yeah. 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 It's hard to, and then it's hard to make that claim because then people will be like, How do you know it's race related? And it's like, I just I know. <laughs> there's that feeling you get, right? Yeah. I, it's always so hard for me to explain it to uh, someone who's like white or something, and uh, they just don't get it. I have to over-explain. But if I say it to like another uh, just um, person of color, I'm like, they they get it right away. Oh, They're for like, sure. oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's always <laughs> we're just gonna bash on white people today. <laughs> But but it is always that, like, ultra-rational white speak of, like, well, could it have been something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But people of color, they're like, oh, yeah, no, I know that feeling 100%. Yeah, like, they know exactly where it comes from. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's weird. You have this intuition where you know it's either – you can differentiate – someone being a dick versus someone being like, yes. racially motivated. You because know what I mean? I've tortured myself because I'm someone who I'm trying also, that's one of the things I'm trying to do this year, which is to not care as much of what other people think of me. Mm. But I used to be someone who cares so much about what everyone thinks about me all the time. Yeah. And so I've tortured myself thinking over and over, okay, what could it have been that I did? Why did they hate me? Or like, why did that happen? Uh, like a encounter on the street or something. And I'll be like, no, I didn't do anything that bad like to validate that kind of behavior yeah and so then i'll be like and also who cares yeah (laughs) you can't please everyone exactly i'm trying to embrace that this year um but (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah basically uh it is it is that thing that feeling where you're like it is race related yeah yeah there's no denying yeah do you think the the pickle that your friend bob is in do you think that's race related uh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. Let's explain the pickle that your okay. friend Bob is in. So you have a pact with him, Robert allegedly. Payne, yes. So he is uh, 26 and he's a virgin. And he's trying really hard to not be anymore. And he's trying to... But So he he's an incel, basically. But that's like that's a loaded term. That means oh, like really? you hate women now. Oh no, he respects women so much. Okay. No, yeah. no, no. Oops, sorry. I don't know what insult I mean, means. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You know, you're you're probably technically correct because even the incel movement started it with good intentions, and then mm-hmm. it got hijacked by like these misogynists who are just like horrible people. Yeah. 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 But you don't. That's not a neutral term. Okay, anymore. oopsie. Um, so <laughs> I just before we slander your friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a great person. Clear. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah. You guys should hit him up if you are interested. <laughs> you guys or girls? Uh, uh girls. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. Again, we have to clarify. Girls he, with no nose rings, by the way. <laughs> he has a thing. We did this like video, um, where he was like, I. Uh, 
Okay, so we did this video where I for promotion for my top comic voting mm. period, and uh, he we went through Tinder or Bumble, and then there was this girl that matched with her, him, and she had a she was really cute. She had a little nose ring, and then he was like, "No, no nose ring," and I'm like. Robert, you can't be picking right now. You can't be picky. You're you're literally like, just no. Does he want to find a relationship, or he just wants to lose his virginity? Either one. Either one. Honestly, anything at this point. He's, but nose rings, no thank you. I know he's so weird. I he he's so also. Weird. I love how you're prostituting out your friend for your promo. <laughs> Real cool. I know. I was like, let's please come. Can we use you as an object <laughs> for me? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so basically, he's uh, he's not in cell. He he does have a lot of aggression, but only towards his own being a virgin. He has no aggression towards women. He loves women, and he respects me like almost too much. Yeah, mm, interesting. <laughs> he has a lot of aggression on stage. He's really funny. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah. but yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, very involved in my life now because I have a joke about him, and it's uh, so it's pretty good. It's good. I'm like, it's a pretty good. Joke. You don't have to give it away on the show, <laughs> but but you're helping him out effectively. E kinda. Only if it's I uh, have something to gain from it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> only if so I, only if it's part of your material or you're promoting something. Yes, I'm selfish. You will help him achieve his goal of finding true love and human touch. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's you who sound I am. like a great friend. Yes, I'm very, very <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know what I really think, though? I do think that uh, he is fine, but I think part of what makes him so funny is his virgin fire. So if he keeps doing, like, I like his personality on stage, and I just wonder, is he going to be a totally different person once he loses his virginity? Oh. I feel like he's going to be a chilled out, like, stoner guy. Yeah, right? It's like, hey, sup? How's everyone doing tonight? I love everything. Yeah. Yeah. What is it like? Because he's in his 20s. You said he's 26? Yeah. What is it like in your shoes and his shoes, mid-20s, 20s, out there in the dating world? Because I felt like in my 20s, a lot of this technology was just starting. Mm -hmm. And we started to see what I would call, quote unquote, the rules, like the Gen X rules of like, get a number three days, wait three days, or on the third date, there's that expectation okay. of being physical. Okay. So those rules started to come down, I feel like, in my 20s in particular right. because of technology. Because it wasn't just about you got someone's number. You would get someone's like... Instagram. Or No, Instagram did not exist. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you would get someone's uh, Facebook or, uh, you know, something else or email even. Email. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's yeah. crazy. Email wow. was a way of communicating. That's a... <laughs> I mean, it still is, but only professional. But... Um, but Facebook for sure. Like mm-hmm. I was in university when Facebook started. So you would get so now you had there was no rules, right? Mm-hmm. When I was when I there was There are new getting, rules. So w- tell me about the new rules. Oh That's my what God. I want to find out. The new rules are crazy. Tell me. Okay, so 
Basically, um, if you're interested in someone, it's, Instagram's very much uh, a hookup place now. Oh, yeah, I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so first, you could do you know Tinder, Bumble, the usual like dating stuff, yeah, and that's very normal, straightforward. Everyone's there to like fuck each other, basically. And so, yeah, to put it crudely, yeah, and so to and then so that's very straightforward. But with Instagram, if you're trying to like fuck your friends, basically, you. Uh, it's very strategic because you're not sure like who's interested in who so you do a little like okay so there are reply guys which um if you are someone if you're someone that watches like hot girl story stories and then you reply a lot to their stories that Mm. means you're interested in them and you become like their reply guy you know Okay, but that doesn't mean you're dating them. That doesn't you mean you're dating. You're just, that just means you're like des- you're their fan. You love that. Like you love de- that person. <laughs> well, you like you're desperate for their attention. Gotcha. And then, or if you want to test the waters and see like if this person's interested in you, you like an old photo of this. Oh snap! Yeah, you like you go back to the like, the the deep the deep you know round the old old posts, and then you like like one of them because when i got instagram that was embarrassing as shit like you did not want to be caught yeah doing that. yeah because that means you're creeping their profile but this is now you're saying this is like a move of like i'm interested i'm, I'm creeping it yeah that's a move where you because you want them to know i'm creeping on you <laughs> and i'm looking i'm thinking about you yes you know yeah and so you're on their Instagram, you're liking an old photo, and then they get a notification, and you, and then they're supposed to like something of yours back. And if they do, like an old picture back, oh, they have to do that dance mm-hmm, back to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a thing. Yes, yeah, you like. It's like, yeah, no, <laughs> it's very stupid, but like, yeah, that's how you know if they're interested. So wow. you like theirs, and then that's when you know. Okay, well, she's down. Yeah, and so so you message them like, "Hey, what's up?" or something, <laughs> and then you initiate your romance with, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, that's amazing. I never knew that that type of courtship existed. Also, what if I don't want to fuck my friends? Oh, then you ignore it. You ignore the like. No. Okay. Okay. What do you mean? I meant like if if I'm on Instagram and I'm only following like my friends and celebrities. Okay. Am I a reply guy for for shooting my friend a thumbs up on his Instagram story? Uh, well, if you guys both know your friends, then no. Okay, gotcha. You are you only become a reply guy if you are doing it maybe like uh, I want to say every four to five stories. Is that that's normal to be a reply guy? What if uh, you do it more frequent? What if, if you're you, doing it every story? Every story, then you're a reply guy for sure. Oh, but before that, if you're doing it like. Just once in a while, you're just their friend. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just a normal guy. Okay, I, I don't think I'm anyone's reply guy. I'm so many people's reply guy. Really? Uh, of my girlfriends. Interesting. Because mm-hmm, I love and I want to love you like them. You like their own old photos too? No, no, no. That I don't do. Cause <laughs> That's I, next level. Because that, it would be, I'm hitting on them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the, oh man. Are there any other ways to hit on someone on Instagram or do you just can you just slide into DMs? Yeah, you that can was straight up do that. Yeah, but that's why a, do all this dance and just go, "Hey, what's up?" But, but DM right away. That's too brave. That's, that's too brave because that's <laughs> well, you're putting your everything on the line there. 
<laughs> You're putting everything on the uh, line. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Yes, because you don't know if they they're down or not. Because if you like someone's photo yeah. and they like it back, then you know they they uh, they approve of your actions. Wow. And so. <laughs> And it, ha- it kind of has to be late at n- like when it's late at night. That means it's horny. Oh, when it's so time of day is time important. of day is very important. Okay, so uh, yeah, if it's During, like in the middle of the day, you're just being a weirdo. Middle of the day is still kind of hitting on them. That means you're like thinking about them during the day. That means you're like, I like you. You know. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes, I've, yeah, I yeah. understand. I'm just and trying to put this all together. Late at night is like horny. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then you can definitely slide into someone's DMs like just, just directly. Just directly. But I just think of those people as insane people. <laughs> yeah. I, I get those, right? <laughs> and they're just like, they are. They're just creeps. Like those people are creeps. They don't, they're just not, yeah. They're just like, hey, uh, you're beautiful. You know, <laughs> it's like, okay. Cool. Wow. Like yeah, I don't yeah. approve. I did not consent to this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you can say you you don't accept their message. Or That's whatever, true. Right? Yeah. I always accept them though. I don't <laughs> know why. <laughs> <laughs> to let them know that you've read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I read it. To just hurt them more. <laughs> <laughs> this is blowing my mind. I did not know this whole ritual with yeah. Instagram. I thought you just slid into DMs. No, that's that's, that's crazy. Shit. Mo, okay. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like if you want them to hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way to ruin a friendship really mm-hmm. yeah. wow yeah oh okay uh i will not do that <laughs> well only if you know only if you're like you have a good rapport with this person and and you've been like flirting maybe in person and then you can be like mm. hey you know it all depends but to on a stranger context. don't do that no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I've never actually used Instagram to hit on anyone because it made no sense to me how you would uh, yeah. hit on people on Instagram. It is kind of crazy, but it is a thing, yeah. yeah. What, okay, so after the, hey, what's up, and you chat, and let's not talk about hookups, let's talk about just like going out on a date. Okay. So then what do you do on a date? What's a first date now when you're early to mid-20s? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's what are you doing? very... Okay, so... Ayahuasca? I, don't... <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I don't know what you kids are up to these days. <laughs> um, well, okay. Getting drunk is coming back. Oh, it's back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was gone for a while, but we're br- your generation is bringing it back. You know okay, what? great. It's true. It is coming back. There's something, you know, authentic and vin- <laughs> vintage about it, <laughs> you know? Something vintage about yeah, getting drugged. It is. Like, going yeah. to a bar, whoa, you know, playing an old game, like, you know, one of those, like, buck hunter things, yeah. right? And uh, it is coming back. It used to, drugs were very heavy. And then, and then now it's definitely coming back. I, I hate, I, I, I just, I'm a serial monogamist. I feel like that's mm-hmm. what the term. And, um, but you still have to go out on a first date when yes. you're single. So yeah. And I, the one day that I went to, I went to a bar with, yeah, with him and we just got drunk and played some dumb games. And then I went over to his house to watch Rick and Morty. Cool. So that's a typical, I guess, a young... And you're not just going to a bar for a drink. Like, you're saying you're getting drunk, first date. That's very common. Like, not just you yourself, but people in your age group. 
Yeah, kind of. Not getting fully drunk. I feel like that's pretty crazy too. To get drunk with a stranger is insane. I think. Right? Okay, yeah. that's what I thought you were saying. No, 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 no. Okay. Um, this person I already knew, so never mind. With strangers, <laughs> I think I would not get. I would keep my wits about me. So I have a lot of single friends, and so they. Uh, are on Tinder and then they go for first dates. Usually, it's like if you're older, if the guy is older, they take you to dinner, mm-hmm. and then that's when we know. Oh, this guy's older. Yeah, we're like, oh, this guy's old. Yeah, <laughs> he's that's taking Mo me game. to. <laughs> that's the game I'm running. <laughs> he's taking me to dinner, <laughs> and it depends where you go. Mm. Oh, that guy has a good job, you know? Yeah. Like so, some guy took my uh, friend to Sandbar, and we were like, whoa. <laughs> who is this guy you know what kind of my, <laughs> like we're like what is going on <laughs> because she, on a first date oh yeah. my god no we were like what the fuck and then um but typically like younger guys will take you to a bar or something or a party even to a party yeah sometimes and so at a bar you would just have a drink two drinks yeah a few or... drinks like two Okay. I would say two max because you want to keep your wits about you. Yeah, because if you sure. don't like this person, then you're like, okay, well. What do you, what's the usual conversation on a first date? Yeah, just oh, so boring, so boring. Just like, yeah. oh, where do you work? Like, what do you do for hobbies? Like, what do you, you know, just so boring. Just getting to. I feel like that never changes. Oh, it changes. Really? Yeah. At least, at least the way I approach dating, and I think the way that a lot of people in their thirties like to date. So I've. I've mostly dated a little older than me, so so I might have a bit of a bias here. But I find that like, when you're in your 30s, you do not fuck around. First date, when you first meet someone, you were just like, "What do you value? What are you looking for?" Wow. Like, I will. I, I have been asked, and I've also asked about like kids. Do you want kids? Where? Are you? Yeah, you just like lay it out because you you don't have time on a first date. You just want to know if if we're here, if this could be something big, could. I'm not saying you're like committing to anything, no. but you just want to know like, you know, do the basic values line up or are we just going to have like a good time and hang out? Oh my God. So you want to figure that out right away. Wow. And I find that there's no, as I've gotten older, the BS has actually been less and less on a okay. day. Which yeah. is good because then you're not solving a puzzle of someone <laughs> to try to figure out of you know what they want or what they're about. Wow, that's the literal opposite of like m- me and also the people around me. Yeah, we're all like first days. We're all like, yeah, we don't. I'm not looking for anything serious. You know, um, I'm very fun and chill, and I also uh, love to hang out by myself and have my own thing going on. So you know, just being sure. just very fake. Try to be cool. Yeah, just trying be cool and not put the pressure on and, yeah and then uh but i can relate to that being in my 20s mm-hmm. so i don't think that's changed okay i think the method of like instagram and all that stuff has definitely changed but like what you're describing is first date banter oh yeah that yeah. was early 20s particularly but all through my 20s was like a lot of noise <laughs> what do you mean like a lot of noise? just like a lot of bullshit and worrying yeah. about what people think and even people you don't even know that well what they think mm-hmm. and I, as I've gotten older and this is true with a lot of my friends you just start to strip away a lot of that stuff because you just realize life is too short also I'm barreling towards 40 so mm-hmm. I need to stop worrying about stuff that yeah, doesn't get matter serious. and some people and then some people you know they get married or have kids and you just realize there's way bigger priorities than all the stuff that you were worried about in your 20s. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think 
People in their twenty, yeah, it's so insecure. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just like trying to convince the other person that I have stuff going on in my life when we both know neither of us have stuff <laughs> going on in our lives, and we're just eating, you know, English muffins off of a paper towel, you know, at home, over right? the sink, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, yeah. And so, so it's like, so we're just trying to imitate older people by just being like yeah I got a lot going on you oh know, I yeah. Have, yeah 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 so yeah. you're you trying to just seem mature but you're very actually insecure and so and then you get to know each other and you date and you realize oh you don't know anything just like me <laughs> and then you break up and you do it again <laughs> I feel like that's it's a good routine yeah 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 and then you do that until you're like older and then you're like oh I am actually a full person now so I can just get to the point I thought about this the other day, about the difference of being in your 20s versus being in your 30s. Mm-hmm. And you tell me how, well, you can't really comment. You comment on the 20s part, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I think this holds true. Okay. I feel like when you're in your 20s and you're trying to make plans with someone, you tell someone, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> you know, you kind of like leave it open. Maybe you yourself are like seeing what else is out there. Yeah. But I feel like in your 30s, you tell people, yeah, I'll let you know by this time. Like you almost set a deadline oh. of when I will. So say if we're talking about next weekend, I'll be like, yeah, I'll let you know by Wednesday. Right. Oh. Like I will set. And I, I've done. I noticed that I do this and people I know also do this. Interesting. And I think that's also when you know that someone is not purposely trying to be a dick or they're like they they actually do have some stuff going on. Right. And they need to figure out by Wednesday they will have a bit better idea of. What their schedule okay, is like. No one's ever done that to me before, I think. Well, I think it's just because... But do you get the first part, like when I'm describing mm-hmm. the 20s part, where it's like, yeah, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that could be cool. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's basically all that. Yeah. Like everyone is like that. Um, except with people that I actually do really want to hang out with. I'll mm. be like, right now? <laughs> I'll be like, right now? Yeah. No, let's go somewhere right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then usually they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, usually they are. Uh, yeah. If it's someone that I really want to hang out with and they're asking me. Is this over a DM? Uh, it'll be, it, it, well, it'll be my friends. Okay. I mean, oh, okay. Are we talking about like dating? We're talking about both. Okay. I, with yeah. dating, uh, I think I would be like, oh, I would, I would, mm, yeah, I would plan for the future. I wouldn't be like right now because that's psycho. Yeah, yeah. I that's don't want. Psycho. I don't want any guy to be like she's psycho. <laughs> and so, um, but with friends, if I really want to hang out with them, I'll be like, yeah, no, let's right now. I'm free. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, and that's over like text or a message, and then that usually works out because I know if we don't do that, we will never hang out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because for people that I don't want to hang out with, I'll be like, yeah, we'll see. Or not, we'll see, but just like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. We, we fi- let's find a time sometime. Yeah. Yeah, let's definitely do that sometime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting because I also agree that I have to put something in my calendar to make sure that I'm hanging out with my friends. So I don't have the luxury of saying right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're basically doing the same thing because you're like living in the moment, which is great. Well, it's because I'm a garbage person. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> you're living in the moment. You're present. Don't call yourself Thank a garbage you. person. Thank you. I'm just, oh. <laughs> let's, talk, <I'm... laughs> let's talk about your podcast. Okay. Because <laughs> I want to talk about it a little bit. It's called I Fucked Up with Andrea Jin. Give me the rundown of what the show is. Yeah, so it's uh, it's basically 
and I want to, I feel like in this time, in this day and age with um, social media and just everyone having an online presence, mm-hmm. we're all so obsessed with creating a perfect image of ourselves and mm-hmm. being like, oh, I'm doing this, this and this and I'm so successful and stuff like that. But people are um, just scared of not being as successful as your friends or people around you oh yeah and making mistakes even and uh and last year i had a moment where i felt really bad because i had nothing else but stand-up going on in my life and i but i was working really hard in stand-up so i put my self my value as a person onto Mm stand-up so whenever i had a bad set i would feel like i'm a bad person and no one likes me and I don't deserve to be liked or paid attention to which is so horrible for your uh, mental health yeah and so um, and you're reliant on other people to give you that feedback as opposed to just like you went out there you did a good job or you did your best and being okay with yourself yeah, yeah. and so uh, I had a moment where I had a big show that I did poorly for and I just felt so bad and and I just my it just felt like my whole world was like coming down and then I was like okay that's stupid and I try. I just kind of had to rebuild myself up, back up. But I was like ashamed to talk about um, mistakes that I've made, you know. Mm. And I would only talk about it to my boyfriend, and then I would be like, "But this is funny," and we're like laughing at the dumb things that I did, and like we're laughing at the dumb, yeah, mistakes that I made that. I'm sure other people go through also. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we were like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I like talking about this and yeah. I want this to be more out in the open. And I'm sure I, I know that all my friends are making mistakes. And when we yeah. talk about the things that we fuck up, like it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like whenever my friend goes on a bad date or something, we laugh at it. Like whenever they make a huge mistake at work, we laugh. Like, and that's how you move on from like yeah. making a huge mistake. I was just going to say too. it has like a therapeutical. Exactly. Effect, when right? you talk about it with your friends, when you laugh at how stupid you were. And so, um, yeah, that's the podcast. Basically, I invite friends and we talk about dumb things that we did in the past yeah. and how stupid it is. And usually it's funny because it'll be very dumb. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I also love how that phrase like I fucked up. <laughs> is this introspective realization of something that just happened, not just happened, but has happened. Mm-hmm. So it's something that's technically in the past. Yeah. Right? There's no, I mean, you could say this, but there's no phrase like, I'm fucking up while you're doing <laughs> it. It's always like this realization of like, oh, oh, I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because if you're doing it, then he's like, stop right now, stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Breathe, take it easy. <laughs> Literally drop it. And yeah, but no, yeah, I fucked up. It's so, I say that so much. And I just, um, because, yeah, just I'm stupid. But I'm learning. No, I yeah. think it's a learning process. Exactly. I don't think you're stupid. Thank you. Yeah. I'm like putting myself down so much. But uh, thank you for, um, but I'm joking. I know I'm good. <laughs> there's that there's that confidence yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm there's like that i know your I'm, news resolution i know i'm good i'm okay <laughs> i um i fucked up on new year's really yeah oh my god tell me well i got fucked up on new year's okay and so it'd been a very long time since i like blacked out mm-hmm. you know blackout drinking or whatever yes it's like a long long time since i've done that and i was given a gift 
over the Christmas holidays, and it was a Moscow Mule set with the copper cups, and it was a Mickey of Grey Goose and ginger beer. So at the New Year's party, there was literally just nine of us. It's this small party in a very big house in West Van. It's these couple friends of mine that Mm -hmm. own this house. And I drank that Mickey in three drinks. <laughs> and then I don't remember anything oh, else. Oh, wow. And so a bunch of us, because this house was so big, we were staying there. And I remember just waking up with that like panic of like, oh, shit. What happened last night? Yeah, what did I do? Do I have to go on an apology tour? <laughs> and, you know, like we're getting our stuff together and I'm like, I'm, you know, trying to talk to my friend. I'm like, was last night okay? Did I, was I on good behavior? Cause I don't remember anything. I'm like, oh no, it was fun. Like there was karaoke. Oh, uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, we had this like heart to heart in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh. I don't remember. Any of this. <laughs> and apparently I was just running on a very nice, cool autopilot. And, uh, thankfully there was no incidences. That's great. Or I didn't break anything by accident. Which was a very nice relief, but there was that panic of like, right. oh my God. But did you used to be like a crazy drunk? Is that why you were I've worried? done that in the past, especially when I was younger. And yeah. we're, again, we're talking like early 20s. Mm-hmm. Not proud of it, because I think you probably kill more brain cells than those nights are worth. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. so it, it has been a long time. And again, even then, I would never do something, but I might say something or okay. might accidentally, you know, break something because <laughs> yeah. I'm a dumb boy. And that was my worry and my panic of like, oh, my God, was I just talking out? Like, was I talking? I'm already talkative, as you can see. But mm-hmm. like, am I talking off everyone's ear? Right. What's hap- like, did I embarrass myself? And oh. no, it was fine. OK, yeah. No, that, that's good. That means you matured. Sort as of. A, as a blackout I wish, drunk. I wish I could remember that night. It seemed like everyone had a good time. Right? Yeah, it sounds like you had an amazing <laughs> night. You had a heart-to-heart. You did karaoke. Yeah. I wish you lived that night instead of... I know. That's what I wish. Yeah. <sighs> I did that too recently uh, on my birthday. Yeah. Like January 5th. Like, oh, uh, happy belated thank birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I got really drunk and I never do. Mm-hmm. So I, because I never do because I'm technically like allergic to alcohol. Mm. And but I got the these like new patches <laughs> that like helps with Asian redness. There's a patch for that. Yeah, that's so funny. Mm-hmm, there are so many patches, experimental ones. Like you don't know if they work, and so just, <laughs> you're just dumping hormones into your body. Yeah, it sounds like a great plan. You know what? Asians are desperate to be a normal drunk and not. Um, you know, just red face. Yeah. And so I was trying those out, and they worked. I was still red, but I didn't have the like shortness of breath. I wasn't nauseous. Oh, that's good. And so I, f- I was drinking like a monster. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, th- I think I had like ten drinks or something. Yeah, and it was crazy. And um, but you were still getting red as well. A little, but a not little. as much as before. Like if I was drinking, t- I've had ten drinks without the patches. I think I would have uh, just been the reddest thing. Like someone would have called the ambulance. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And so. I looked n- normal enough, and then I just uh, was at Dino's. So Dino had a show, and then I was at like the after party. Yeah, I yeah. was at the show. I didn't go to the after. Party. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I went there, and I just took so many shots, and I bought. I spent like a hundred dollars on people because I kept offering to buy people drinks. Oh, because balling. I I'm not, but <laughs> I <laughs> that night you were. Yeah, and yeah. then I don't. Yeah, I just blacked out. I don't remember what happened, and then I ended up at home. Um, yeah. 
Do you have to go on an apology tour? Or did you have to go on a get my money back tour? <laughs> uh, yeah, I lost my credit card. Oh no. So there it is. And uh, I don't even know who I would apologize to. Yeah. So, yeah. Well. But I see, I, I have moments of it. I think I, I ended up with shawarma on my table. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. I know that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had Donaire on my table. And I was like, okay, okay. And then, and then I had someone's like fitness pass. I had someone's gym membership card, but no you picture. You made plans. You made plans for that next day. Yeah, I was like, let's go to the gym together. <laughs> Give me your pass so we go. <laughs> I need a commitment. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, that's it. And and yeah, actually, a friend of mine um, um, told me that yeah. He made sure I, I got home. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, don't remember. I think I remember bumping into my friend on the street. And then we, we I think we talked shit about the Calgary Flames. And then. <laughs> Very random. Yeah. Because I, my house key is the Calgary Flames. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because of my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But I don't like them, and but he forced me to have that uh, key, and so I think we were like, I hate this. I hate. It. I just remember coming in and being like, "Fuck this thing right here," <laughs> and then that's it. That's it. But yeah, I definitely was like, "Oh no, what happened?" Yeah. And then I like asked people, and yeah, it was. I think it was fine. I'm sure it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know what's gonna be awesome though? Mm-hmm. Your album recording, which oh is God. coming up. Can you tell people what the details are for the recording, and then if they listen to this way after the fact, where to follow you to, to eventually it? listen to the album? Yes, and just to follow your career and where you're performing and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, so I the album's going to be recorded at Little Mountain Gallery. I'm uh, Graham Clark is hosting. Oh, nice! Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And uh, I have a bunch of friends doing spots, but I'm doing like 45 minutes of stand up. It's at Little Mountain Gallery, and it, there's a it, on January 31st, 8 p.m. show and 10 p.m. show. Cool. And it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, it's gonna be all my material that I've been working on for the last three years, and it covers yeah my identity, my uh, as an immigrant, as mm-hmm. an Asian person, as a Canadian, a young woman, right? So um, all that stuff and this and crazy things that I saw on the street, you know, okay. and stuff like that. Yeah, I have material, a bunch of material that I'm really ready to put out and um yeah and if you miss that uh it'll come out in june okay so we're gonna work on it and it'll come out in june it'll be everywhere it'll be on uh just all the listening platforms on itunes and stuff mm-hmm. i'll definitely make a post when it comes out and how do people follow you on social media right so how do they slide into your dms yeah, if they're psychos you guys can like my photos and then maybe i'll like them back no just kidding <laughs> i won't i'm in a relationship but um uh on instagram at andrea Jin. so how it's just as, with a j yeah j-i-n yeah and then twitter i'm also on twitter at andrea h Jin. And um, yeah, that's it. And What's the H short for? Hong. It's okay. it's my Chinese name. Okay. I couldn't get Andrea Jin. I'm so mad. I, I, I love a cohe like a cross platform name, but I couldn't get it. Someone got there before me, and I checked her profile. She ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how we're gonna end the podcast? You she... calling out some random Andrea Jin? <laughs> 
She has no tweets. It's a personal. Oh, that's a waste. Yeah. You should complain to Twitter about I that I should shit. complain or message. I'm going to try to message her first. Yeah. But she ain't shit. And she, <laughs> her profile has like nothing on it. So I'm very pissed that she has it. But anyways. Um, but yeah, I post a lot about uh, on Instagram. I post a lot of my shows and, and you know, how to see me. And I do, I try to be funny on Instagram. So yeah. And there's a lot of pictures of my like face and body. So if that's... Some people are into that. (laughs) (laughs) Face and body. (laughs) Well, congratulations on the upcoming album recording. I'm so excited to see the show and I'm so excited to hear the album. Are you coming? I will try to come. Great. Yeah, I'll ask you to. I'll let let you know Wednesday by 8. Okay. okay? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) No, I would absolutely love to be there. As long as I'm in town, I will be there. Okay. I appreciate you being here with such candor. And uh, I'm really excited to see, you know, what the year has for you. So thanks very much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. People, she is a rising star in Vancouver's eclectic comedy scene. Follow her on all the platforms and listen to her podcast, I Fucked Up with Andrea Jin, and head to her album recording on January 30th, 31st? 31st. 31st. It's a Friday. Little Mountain Gallery. And keep an eye out for the album's release if you're listening to this after January 31st, 2020. (laughs) She is Andrea Jin, and I am Mo Amir, telling you that in a city where you can be anything, be colorful. Peace.